If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Everybody, welcome to Spike's Car Radio Wednesday. It's good to be with you. We have a fantastic show. We are uh, currently sitting out in Santa Monica Airport, Hangar 9, with none other than uh, Jerry Seinfeld and some visitors who are here for the LA Auto Show from Germany. Um, well, they, their nicknames Mr. GT and Mr. 911. Andy Pruniger and Dr. Frank Stefan Walliser. Hi, guys. This is so exciting to have you guys here. Jerry, thank you for flying out. I did. I've, I've, and helping us I here. I was in New York. I said, I, I can't miss this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having us, yeah. Mike. And it's, it's great, well, a great experience to be here. Absolutely. We are totally blown away by the cars we saw already. Yeah. And by the atmosphere and everything. We're, we're showing them around the, some of the Seinfeld group. <laughs> and uh, it's a big thrill for me because I know these guys... Uh, I don't know, quite a few years at this point, over 10 years. Um, we met, I think, on the same day. Um, the 918 Mule and the 997 GT3 RS.2. Exactly. Had just come out. It was in Weissach. I'll never forget the story because yeah. I wasn't on the schedule and I stole you away for five minutes and we went driving for an hour and a half. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh my God, this whole schedule is. What year was that? Up. Was that 2011? It must have been. It was. I think it was a GT3 RS second generation 997. That this 2010. 4.0. No, no. No, it was the 4.8. It, it, it was a 3.8. The 997.2. Yeah. yeah. And Jerry said, "Nah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't approach me because uh, he had the first generation already, and that yeah. would be almost the same." I said, "No, stop. Right. We have to drive." Yeah. And on the way to the main gate, internally <laughs> in Weissach, he, he already said, "Oh, this feels different. I have to have it." And, and grabbed his phone and, and, and made arrangement for the afternoon. That was that was. That the, was the beginning of good. how the the cycle of insanity that these guys got us on. Where you can't believe the new car could be any better. Right. And it always is. And you don't know how they did it, and you have to do it. You have I'm to get just it. laughing. This is the three most <laughs> obsessive 
Porsche guys. The just the detail you just were running over in that. Yeah. No three point eight. No three point eight in a slice. <laughs> this is going to be a fantastic hour of uh, Porsche talk. Let's start with you know why are you guys here? I, I'm guessing you flew in for the L.A. Auto Show, right? Is that, is that correct? That, that's that's correct. Um, we have uh, a new um, car that we're going to be presenting in uh, a couple of days. Um, I mean, everybody knows it. We already uh, communicated that there will be a GT4S and uh, we're looking very much uh, forward to this uh, um, possibility to uh, have the world premiere here in Los Angeles. And um, to be perfectly frank, uh, we're happy to be over here because after all this Corona, uh, it's the first time in two years that we were able to fly overseas and wow. see our friends back in LA. And, and it's so wonderful to be here. And, I have to confess, I like the weather as well because it's more like summer today than right. than it uh, than it normally is. It's, it's, it's beautiful great. and it's hot. Um, well, tell us about the car. Yeah, as Andy said, uh, reason number one is is the presentation of the car GT4 RS. In Porsche terms, um, everything expla it's explained then because uh, all our enthusiasts and and customers know what it stands for. But I think the level of excitement this time is is higher than ever. Then we, we really finally released it and uh, said, okay, we, we do as much as we can for the for the Cayman and the 718. And with an RS, and in, in the long history of the Cayman so far, we never did an RS. So for the very first time, a normally aspirated engine, a high revving engine, and we can reveal it now, it will be uh, the original GT3 engine, the four-liter. No difference. Um, no detuning. No difference. Nothing. No oh, really? The yeah. same it is engine. Full-spec yeah. wow. GT3 engine wow. in a GT4. Oh, oh my God. 9,000 RPM. Dry sun lubrication. <laughs> Individual <laughs> throttle bodies, all the works. That you know, thing this is, individual <laughs> throttle bodies thing, if we could just stop here for a second. Smile, I promise you. you started talking about that with the Speedster, because that was the first car to get this engine. And you, everybody got very excited. There's certain terms, you know, in the car world that got car guys here, they don't know what it means, but they like the way it sounds. And then they repeat it. Yeah. Individual throttle bodies. Individual throttle bodies. We have to get individual throttle <laughs> But you imagine like a Weber carburetor from 1963. There's no carburetors. There's no... We don't really know what individual throttle bodies are, <laughs> but we like them. It doesn't matter because you know how they work and they make the experience more exciting. They make the car rev faster. They make the car cleaner, which is, uh, which is a bonus as well. In, uh, in, but, in, and in, we have in to be honest, day. that was the driver behind it. The yeah. question was how to fulfill emission regulations in the future with normally yeah. aspirated engines. Right. And, and then our pre-development, what we, what we did over the years, is that we have an idea on the on the position of the injectors um, to get um, the, the part particle emissions under control. And then they came up with the idea of these uh, single uh, throttle bodies, means each cylinder gets, a, gets an own throttle. Um, so the car has, ah, in total, the number of, throttle of throttles is on the car. Uh, what is the equation? Six cylinders, seven throttles, because <laughs> <laughs> we have a main safety throttle. Um, and and this just changes the tumble in the cylinder, and with that we got a, a way better mixture between air and fuel, and that brought down the particle emission significantly. And that was that was really a huge thing, and positive. Why investing the money? Because for sure the effort is a little bit higher. 
um, means throttle response, what we are a little bit of addicted to, um, is way better. The air gets um, has a shorter way, gets in earlier, and so the response on the throttle is so much better. Um, that is what you can feel. On uh -huh. downshift especially, it's, it's, it's a huge difference. When you blip the car and shift down, it's, it's going like a race car, as, as, as if the car had no inertia at all. And, and this, is, this is so much fun. And it, it's wow. good, it's good for lap times as well, because the gear engages earlier. Wow. Yeah. F18 or F16? <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, you know what I think might be interesting, Spike? Because having these two guys here, to, you know, to us, it's like, we don't care who about the president. We don't care about who's in the, on the Supreme Court. These are the guys who are the most important guys. They make a difference in they our do, life. When yes. they make a decision, it affects yeah, our yeah. life. When the president does something, it doesn't affect us. When they make a decision, we know about it. Yes, it's and the care. only thing we're excited but about. But you know what? I would like to hear briefly how you guys got started um, with Porsche and what were your early ambitions as as young men? Mm -hmm. Is this what you wanted to do? And did you set out a plan? Here's how I'm going to get to that company. I'd like I'd like to hear how you guys started out. That's an interesting question because I think Frank and me we started at, at about the same time, mm -hmm. uh, some 20 years ago. It was uh, 90s, no, a little bit more, 25. Yeah, was times running, and 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 the funny thing is that to 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 start with that we 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 weren't even the best friends by then. He was an intern and he was he he was so uh, always always nagging at people and being audacious and being um, yeah being being smart ass a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, that changed over the over the years so much and um, yeah I mean I was uh, I, w I was studying uh, mechanical engineering and I always wanted to do something with cars and so um, my, my father took me uh, to Porsche Weissach when when I was a young young uh, young guy in the university and that was the first time I entered Weissach Development Center and I was so impressed by all that what what I saw and I saw the first 964 all wheel drive it was jacked up on a on a on a on a um, on, a, on a lift and uh, I could see the drive shafts and said hey this is an all-wheel drive 911 and, and, the, and, and the guy that he pulled my arm and threw me away and, and said no you, you shouldn't look there wow and when we were done with that because my father was in the in the industry of, of selling uh, um, scales for the uh, for the wind tunnel and uh, ah. that was the first wind tunnel that the Weissach built in the in the 80s and so that was my first entry and since being there I always wanted to work there and so I concentrated all my Studying and my my striving for uh, yeah, for for getting a job to getting a chance to work in in Porsche in Weisach. And what was your first job at Porsche? I was selling engineering. I mean, I was sending CVs to Porsche uh, to Porsche all the time, like seven or eight or nine. And it was in the beginning beginning of the 90s, and they didn't hire because they were laying off people. Business right. was not so good um, back then, and. Um, I had to wait a while to get my chance, and my chance was uh, being a key account manager in the external engineering side because Weissach in that time sold about 30% of their engineering capacity to the outside world, uh -huh. clandestinely, secretly. Right, so no, right. the customers, they didn't, they didn't want uh, that the public uh, would get noticed that, um, that there was a certain kind of engineering done not by them, but by Porsche. Right. Um, And for example, the Mercedes 500e, the Audi RS2, mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. the, 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 
Harley Davidson V-Rod engine. Yeah. The what? A V-Rod engine. Oh, wow. the V-Rod, yeah. V-Rod was, was, was a project that was that done was in Weissach. Yeah. So I did that for two years and uh, as soon as I had my, my feet into Weissach and uh, I always tried to go uh, yeah, to the car engineering sector. I was a sport driving school instructor by then and had my first contact on a nine, with a 996 GT3 and fell to- totally in love with it. Mm-hmm. But had so many ideas what could be done better on that car because there were some things lacking in my point of view. And so I got to know Hartmut Christen who was running the show in the motorsport back then and, and then the rest is history. Right. There you go. So Frank, for uh, you, before you tell us how you started, a lot of your fans are wondering how the Honda 250 is coming along. <laughs> <laughs> that you've been uh, building on Instagram. We're watching, waiting for the startup video. Uh, it oh, not, started, uh, sure. it, it, it really head. started. Um, maybe I should never have posted these photos. <laughs> the pressure is obviously really rising and uh, it's still not finished as this was a nice uh, father and son project. Right. But uh, we're still not happy how the engine is running. And uh, What's the problem? Freaky. What seems to be the problem? Um, well, throttle, I think the, the throttle car- carburetor. <laughs> so we cannot program it with a computer. We have to look at the, at the carburetor. Has, by the way, it has also two, two throttle bodies. Right. And it's an air-cooled engine, so everything is nice. And what year is it? 72? It's, uh, 80, 86, I think. Oh, 86. 86. Yeah, I love those motorcycles in the mid-70s, all those Honda 350s and 450s. and There it is. <laughs> there, it, there, yeah, without the front wheel. Well, show me. <laughs> I, was a little, uh, I was a little thrown off by the camouflage uh, look. I, was, I thought you nice. were going to go back to like a re- totally no, original. No, 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 it was not, not totally original. It was uh, <laughs> this guy, right? fan- a little bit fantasy on, yeah, on that, how to style it. Oh, that's it. the same bike? Yeah, 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 yeah oh, that's boy. the same bike. That's, That's hilarious. Well, we will uh, we will hang in there with this, and uh, <laughs> yes. we can't yes, wait so. for the next chapter. Let me do an ad real quick. Uh, if you're looking for a car, especially one of the, the cars that these guys design, you want to go to uh, collectingcars.com. Collectingcars.com sells cars around the world. Uh, is that the, that Chris Harris thing? It is. Chris Harris is a part of it. Um, They've got an L.A. Uh, uh, place here now. They've got a place out in Canada. They're, they're all around the world. They're selling cars uh, at auction um, to uh, every place on earth. Right now, they have a 993 Carrera 4S up there. The latest in a string of incredible results. Uh, collectible cars, Porsches. Uh, this car, oh, it actually sold for... This is a 993, Jerry. Carrera 4S sold for $270,000. Wow. <laughs> Two seventy. Two seventy. Thousand miles. miles. Oh, a yellow thousand spec, miles. But wow. still, that's a pretty nice car. Damn. But that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, they also have this McLaren here. Uh, oh yeah, four hundred and thirty-three mile McLaren P1. Can you believe that? that they just people sold. should drive the cars. Oh no, that's up for sale right now. Sensational supercar, virtually as new condition McLaren P1 at Collecting Cars is offered for the first time by its uh, first owner having covered only 433 miles oh god P1. i always say if you get to heaven and you're the guy with the lowest mileage porsche you lose <laughs> you lose you lose well if you want to buy that car you can win go first to collect afraid of this one i'm sure yeah <laughs> and then they have this cool bobber here look at that uh, uh, triumph bonneville custom job kind of like your wow. motorcycle that we were just no, talking really. about well, your, yours is of, better this one of. starts frank That's cool. um Anyway, you're looking for uh, something cool. No ordinary auctions, no ordinary cars. Go to collectingcars.com. Why sell your car anywhere else? Sign up. They have a great newsletter. They'll send you stuff. 
Um, all right, let's still drill down on what's really going on here. I, I, I know we didn't hear your origin story, yeah, but let's, let's <clears> you grew you up in uh, Stuttgart, right? Yeah, originally born in Stuttgart, and uh, I grew up, in, what we uh, see. grew up uh, in uh, <laughs> Fullingen. That's unknown, but uh, <laughs> 40 kilometers south of but Stuttgart. But were you, were you seeing these cars as a kid? And no, no, not, not at all. My, my parents um, told me that my first word was car. <laughs> For whatever reason, though, they they uh, well uh, complained a little bit that it was not my right. dad, um, but in general, uh, obviously I was addicted to cars mm -hmm. from day number one. For whatever reason, I do not know. Um, Wait, let's stop there because that interests me. What is it about the car that is so addictive? What is the experience of driving a responsive car that? stimulates the brain in this unique way if you're genetically a car person uh, I, for me it's, it it gives you feedback and it gives you feedback on on all the senses you can you can hear it you can smell it you can feel the acceleration the braking um, you are involved with it i think you can share the passion because it has a passenger seat mm -hmm. or you can take the kids with you um, it's The visual is, I think, extremely important, mm -hmm. how it looks. Mm -hmm. The car appeals you, you like it or you dislike it, whatever, depending on the car. Um, yeah, It can change it's, your it, mood. It's I was telling Jerry, uh, this car changed my yes, mood this morning. Yes, yes. I was on an open Agreed. highway, listening to the Beatles with the sunroof open. And I went from tired and sad to happy in a minute. In an 83 911SC. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a moment came out of nowhere. These it, cars are healthy. They make, they make people healthy. And I'm, I'm really, I'm a firm believer in yeah. that. Because <laughs> I'm like you. It changes my mood to do, to from, from, from low to highest. Right. Uh, being in right. control. Uh, feeling the car's movement, being able to control it at the at, at, at the edge, yeah? and getting so much information through the hand, through my ears, through my 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 my, my bum, through mm -hmm. the seat rails, everything. That's why a seat's so important in a car. And um, it is it is this 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 intimacy with a machine that makes you feel like being part of a machine, and not not only the user, but being an integral part of the thing that is moving. You control the energy that car is bringing to the streets. Mm -hmm. And this is this is this is this never get I'm never getting tired of this mm -hmm. never. That's why it's so important to keep the feeling in the car, to keep the character, mm -hmm. to keep mm -hmm. some rough edges because the car has to have a character as well. It has to be a little bit like a human being. And I consider my GT cars mostly a little bit like I, I, I like to talk with them. I mm -hmm. don't do it. I don't talk to them, but it, it feels like when I'm driving. And, um, and what Frank said is very important. <laughs> I mean, I like to really turn around when I left the car and just look at it again mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I like the experience so much. I, I even pat it sometimes on the roof. Uh, but, um, <laughs> That's the video I want to see. <laughs> Andy Pruniger talks to a car. Hello, my friend. Do you like uh, the older technology? Do you enjoy driving older cars? I do. I do. Um, I have a 993 myself. I'm not a collector, so I'm, I'm lacking the garage space. But uh, I heard that both of you have a 993. We have both a black 993 convertible. Yes. Oh wow! How did that happen? By incident. I, I was. I Why always that car? <coughs> 993 was the the Porsche that 
that was the hero car when I joined the company. Ah. Exactly. And this is this is for most. If, if we talk to our colleagues and they say I'm 960, I'm a 964 guy, you say ah you started a little bit earlier than me in the company. Ah. So, ah. Then you have the others they want a, a 911 SC and they, ah you will retire. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Porsche in '94. Was the first time I visited and. Uh, Vendel and Vita King was the CEO at the time, and there was a 993 under a, 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 a drape, under, and he said, do you want to see the new 911? I said, okay, yeah. <laughs> and he pulled the thing off, and I, I got to see it for the first time. That was really exciting. Wow. What do you think? What did you think back then? Because it lacked the torpedo-like uh, headlights. And um, I, You know, I wasn't as deep into it then as I am now, okay. and I just thought... It's the same, but better. It seemed more modern. It wasn't as big a departure as the 996 was. I went with uh, my friend James Spader, the actor who's also a Porsche guy. Blacklist. We Love went it. to a uh, customer focus group thing down in Irvine in 2000, or maybe it was 99, with the 996. And he's a 73 RS guy. And we, we drove down in my 73 RS And the faces were so sad driving home. <laughs> we did not like uh, w the direction that that car when it went in. It, you know, it felt like it lost the um, what's the word? Um, it's not just simplicity. It's um, a, it became too modern. It lost a purposeful vibe. Mm. 911s should feel like they have a purpose. Exactly. You know, a sports car should feel like this is for something, mm -hmm. to do something. And that car seemed like it was meant to appeal to a broader market, which it was. That was the idea behind the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which saved the company, by the way. It, saved, it saved the company. Not It's as much as the Cayenne did. The Cayenne, the, the Cayenne is, the, is us, the greatest car. But it did not save the company, but yeah. it... it put us in another dimension yeah. so the company went way bigger more stable depending not on a single single or on two sports car model lines complete different um, target group mm -hmm. um, and expanding Porsche got more yeah everyday usability what was always something very important for Porsche but this time it was for sure if you have a, an SUV it's really day-to-day -day usability mm -hmm. um, Put the, put the company in another dimension. And then we could expand it and doing more model lines right. over the years. Um, that, that was maybe also the biggest venture within within Porsche to make the step with the Cayenne. Right. Because um, it was all in. If it would have failed, done. Right. Definitely. Wow. But coming back to your point, Jerry, um, about the, the feeling, the intimacy of a car, the purposefulness. Right. This is, I think, the challenge that Frank and me are facing every day right. to keep that alive in right. a today modern car without getting too old school. You have to go with the times or you go with it or you go in time. Uh, this is a, this is a <laughs> right. saying, it's a little bit bad translation, but um, I think this is very important that we keep keep the feeling side up, uh, keep the and emotional And how far out uh, are, is your product cycle now? Like This is 20... We're at the end of 21 now. It's November. Are you working on cars for 25 and 26? Is that where you guys are? Normally, the, the planning is what we oversee is 10 years. Knowing in 10 years, everything will change. All plans will be completely different than we consider it now. <laughs> That's why not bother too much about what will happen in 10 years. Um, on the other hand, for sure, we see... Uh, 
the the whole automotive world in a in a transition. Mm -hmm. um, what makes it really difficult because we, you know, it's a lot of money in the game to put it on the right technology and the right products. We are working on products um, normally five years in advance. Five years. Five years. So in when advance. you guys go to the board. With, uh, do you go together to, to tell, this is what we want to do next? Do you guys? Yeah, no, well, first of all, is there a board with all of these great things on them? Like <laughs> well, sure. bars? No, and I mean the, these supervisory boards. Oh, oh, the, the, the fellas. Is it, is it like the flash dance where you have to go in and, <laughs> no, no, and, sure. and make a presentation? <laughs> yeah. For sure. Are you for sweaty, sure. you walk in. It's, it's, yeah. it's flash dance all over again. Because we, <laughs> we, we, need, we need the funds. We need the funds. It's and, flash um, dance all over can, again. Do they ever? say no to something you want to do uh, sometimes but uh, let me say sometimes it takes a while to convince yeah. everybody um, and it's it's <laughs> not it it's <laughs> i think you know i said it's a lot of money behind it it's a lot of huge investments we have a factory and we have to to take care on this factory that people have work that they have enough products that we have uh, um enough cars every year to, to use the production facility. And there is, for sure, a, a huge planning process, ongoing and rolling. Um, and we are once a month in our product committee. It's not only the board members, it's also some colleagues from, from, from production, sales, marketing, and so on. And then we do all the product decisions. It's, a, it's a, I would say, a demanding process because it leads a lot of preparation for all the model lines, all the details, all the options. And then we do the presentations on the cars. We have different milestones. We go milestone by milestone, starting from a product mission, saying, well, this is our general idea. This is the number of cars we are looking for. This is the pricing, performance, and everything around. And for sure, then you have, you have a lot of products in the company, and they're sometimes also in competition. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you mentioned the Cayenne. Cayenne has always... Um, um, good ideas and we all always know um, production numbers and so will be higher than if we are coming with a small product variant of a 911 and, and this has to be nicely kept in balance and that's why sometimes we receive a no or are you sure not because they don't want the product because no, we have no, no, one no, product no. line no, no. and everybody but has to fit in the cycle right, right. We, we have to normally fit the cycle more plan. ideas than, than we, possibilities we have the production and, and so on and for sure you have to finance it and fund everything um, this, ha this has also to be uh, considered and that's why it's, it's not an easy going project it's not why people say uh, they are coming showing up again um, and that's why it's, it's really a hard job what we are working in to, to prepare everything that is so convincing that, that the colleagues and, and the board members Just they agree say no. and say, um, yeah, that's convincing, you can go for it. Um, <laughs> and <clears throat> without going too much in the details, GT4 RS took a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> to, really? To, to really convince R everybody as well. Yeah. And But say, okay, are you sure? Can we go with another engine? I said, no, we want it exactly like this. And we have. And it will be, it will be. Then the noise of the car will be completely different. Mm. And we have some really cool ideas and, and wow. so on. But yeah. not to put it on a negative side, which I think we there's there's very rare uh, that we can't really do um, convince somebody of a good idea yeah. that is essential for the product line. Um, it takes some time. Sometimes you need the right point in time, maybe to 
um, to uh, suggest such a project. But um, at the end of the day, we, we were pretty pretty happy with the results so far because. And sometimes it's healthy. You get the feedback, yeah. and then you go you go mm -hmm. back and say, mm, what, we, what can we improve? Do we mm -hmm. have another idea on? Sometimes whatever. it's not healthy sometimes. though, is yeah. it? And then you go back to your room and stew for a while, get angry. Um, who sits on the throne? Who is at the head of the table of that conversation? Oliver Blume, uh, our CEO. CEO. Sure. He's all, the guy. all the board members are in. But it's really, I have to say, within Porsche, this is really a management team. It's not that a single guy says, this is the decision, I will decide it. It's mm -hmm. always backed on the team because you need everybody on the table. You, you know, there's a lot to be thankful for, and that's how Policy Genius uh, uh, can check if you're paying too much for home and auto insurance. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. We got mashed potato stuff and cranberry sauce from a can. There's a lot on your plate this November, so why not let Policy Genius help you by looking for lower home auto insurance rates for you? Did you just say, oh, my God? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> I, I, I got the... <laughs> Most important car guys in the world. You're talking about mashed potatoes. I told you I had to do three three ads. Everybody, this is a good time to take a little break, have a little sip while I read the ad. Uh, while your holiday calendar starts filling up, let the folks at Policy Genius get your home and auto insurance shopping done faster than you can say. Why do we still have daylight savings? It's never a bad time to find ways to bundle your home and auto insurance and save with Policy Genius. They've saved customers. Why do we have still have daylight savings? What is the reason? You know. Uh, every year, right at Daylight Savings, there's a slew of articles that come out yeah. that say why. And I think it's just all guys who don't want to set the clocks in their house. Right. They're just tired of doing that Saturday night, going to every single clock in the house and having to change. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to do it. Sound like a smartphone. No. They've uh, saved their customers an average of $1,250 per year over what they were paying for home and auto. They've saved new customers an average of $435 per year on auto insurance. They've saved new customers an average of $350 per year on home insurance. PolicyGenius.com. You just go to PolicyGenius.com, answer a few quick questions. I've done it. It's fantastic. You save some money. Lots of uh, quotes. I took Andreas Pruninger for a ride in my 49 Gamund a, f a few moments ago. Just a few ago. moments you've ago. You've never been in a Gamund. No. That was the first time, and I'm so thankful because that wasn't was an it incredible? experience. Yes. Incredible. And I isn't mean, that funny? Like, you think, like, these guys have driven everything, right? right. They you come from the that. place. Yeah. You assume that. Yeah. And they haven't. No. 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 But how We're about, sitting in our Andreas, office. the essential Porsche experience in that car that remains today? I think driving that car, you immediately are reminded of what kind of car you're sitting in it feels porsche mm -hmm. and, and that, mm -hmm. that, that that was that was the thing that that that's that's that, that strike me because the, the the slack in the steering is non-existent yeah. the throw of the gear lever is short and it's crisp yeah. the, the sound of the engine is in the cabin yeah and there's this smell that i love it's yeah smell that uh, and you're, and you're comfortable smell. yeah the smell. the smell is a very important the part of the porsche experience yes. smell and color do you ever consider that when you're engineering these yeah, cars yeah for sure for sure smell is <laughs> you do smell smell the, the problem is smell is for sure also a, a part of modern car engineering but you try to avoid anything that smells strange um, right <laughs> and so how do you do very that subjective uh, yeah it's very subjective uh, you have the material in you have a, a glass you open it then you smell and you close it again 
Really? You need something to neutralize. It's like a perfume. We have, we have some experts. They're really in in that. Nose experts. And, and I know my kids, if I get a new car, they really hate it because they say, I can smell the leather and everything. Something oh, we what, love what it. we love. Yeah, yeah. And I think, oh, that's cool. It's a new but car. But the Japanese market does not, I have read. And it, it really depends on the on the different noses and right. and, and what what people like and what they what they combine with this smell. I love this. I think it, it yeah, you can smell the leather. What is your what's your favorite variant smell, Jerry? Favorite smelling car. Yeah, favorite smelling nine seventy nine eleven S. I would go with nine nine three. There's nothing oh, like a 98 C2S smell. Yeah. What about I, you guys? I, I agree on the 993 because it's, it's a very typical Porsche smell. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, I don't know how it, where it does <laughs> come great. from. But I think the, you 99, can smell it. the 964 and the 993, I, I, I would like to test that blindfolded. I don't think you can take them apart. Oh, I could. Yeah, you, I you definitely could. could. Yes. Yeah? I would, I, I could we take could do it today. My nose yeah. is not that good. <laughs> maybe, I've got an early 993. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I bet you could. Comedians in cars are smelling smelling coffee. Yeah. But how funny is that? Show, right? That's something I didn't smell know this. Car. That smell is a part of the production. I would love to be tested. Have you what ever? are you in right now? <laughs> Just by smell. I'd love to get a blindfold, silver dollars on the eyes. Have you, <laughs> have you ever considered adding a vintage smell to a modern car? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> no, we, we always said we don't do active smelling. Like you, you find cars today, they have an active smelling part right. or even a, a, a perfume you, you can, that can be activated by the air condition. Right, Mercedes. We never considered it, but we have markets that ask for that so maybe one time in the future <laughs> that's funny. But maybe not in the 911 feeling that the smell in a car should be genuine yes. it should right. be like fully agree somehow um, artificial think, yeah. or, or like the uh, same thing like sound coming from the loudspeakers and pretending to be an engine i mean it 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 it, it should be it should be honest no but mercedes they have now you can adjust the smell right well, yes right yeah right that's weird it's a little ampule sometimes in the glove, yeah. and all you think about is it's going to tip over, and then it's going to stink. It won't, yeah, but, but it's market. Sometimes you try. Not everything from the '80s survived, so we'll see what. It's, so the what thing about come. that car, to go back to the Gamund, is I, I they did a book on that car, and I wrote this introduction to the book, which I and I spent a lot of time on it, and. I felt like the essence of that idea is almost an aquatic shape. It's a shape that would move through water. And that before these guys came along, it, it was Porsche that enabled us to skim across the planet like a smooth rock on a glass pond. It was the first car that you could do that. Yeah. And that, that's the essence of Porsche to me, to skim across the surface of the planet. Like a smooth rock. <laughs> Smelling all the way. Smelling all the way. <laughs> you have to keep the you have to keep the windows rolled up in order to leave the smell in the car and right. it gets lost <laughs> on the way. <laughs> no great experience. Re really I'm 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 still And they in sat awe. they they also both sat in my nine oh eight slash three, the nineteen seventy Targa Florio winner, which is a really um, this is my favorite car that I have. Uh, I think um, one of the greatest Porsches ever. Also, the essence of the philosophy of a minimalist, minimalist, durable, um, maneuverable, the absolute minimum. And they really, these guys are big, but they're thin. 
<laughs> That's the only thing we want to know about you guys. You, uh, you two guys, and Mauer. Is it? Do they ever weigh you guys to make sure that you're stay thin? Do, do you like? Do they really want? Thin guys at Porsche. Is, is there a weigh-in? Is a there a weigh-in weigh at any point? Yeah, no, we have, the we thinnest have. guys. In, uh, there's nobody in America as thin as you guys. Yeah. Nobody. What's you know, happening? We have these key performance indicators in the company, and so this, I, maybe that's also part of it. I was <laughs> not the, aware. The driver, the driver weight maybe. adds to the whole weight of the yeah. car. So yeah. 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 Well, we like to say that about you, Andy. <laughs> but they make us work so hard. So Do you remember our, our famous conversation in uh, at Road Atlanta when we were talking about uh, the possibility of a 911R and Jerry and I and Paul Zuckerman had talked about how much weight we'd want to pull out of a right. GP3. And <laughs> I said 200 pounds and you got a little angry with me and they said, this is not you, but this is what I tell Americans. Why don't you lose 100 pounds? <laughs> that is one of our favorite really? jokes. Oh, that's oh, my our favorite God. quote to, of yours. Sometimes you I should keep my mouth shut better. It's such a great quote. Yeah. If you want to pull some weight out, pull it off yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true uh, comedian. But it's, it's definitely, it, you have more fun to buy a lightweight car than to lose these 50 pounds. Yes. yes. That's, that's, yes. The, that's the positive on it, and that's part of our business. Let me do one more ad. Wait and then a we don't, Wait, we don't have to do, we don't have no, to do any stop. after this. I want to talk about the next hypercar and I know they can't even talk but about it. But that's what I wanted to get to. That's Make what I want to get to. Now. Let me let me do this <laughs> ad and then we're done. And okay. Then, and then I have some uh, And then maybe we'll turn it off and, and we'll I, have to, I still have to st tell my story. Oh, that's right. You haven't told your origin stories. So the Spider-Man, the first movie, always has to be an origin story. One hour is not, it's not enough for you. What's that? That's the oh, we're not even close to being done. But if I get this done, then All that's right. it. All right. And you More won't want to listen to this, Jerry. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays came early here at Manscaped, the leading here men's hygiene gonna, brand. This is the male <laughs> groin shaving equipment. Manscaped. If you want to lose even the maximum amount of weight, yes. you've got to get rid of all the hairs. Every gram counts. <laughs> and you can do it with Manscaped because they've just launched new products, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself or someone who needs it a gift of beautiful skin hair and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use code SPIKE20 for 20% off and free shipping. SPIKE20, uh, the lawnmower 4.0. That's the, that's the thing. I got you one of those, right, Jerry? I haven't opened the box yet, but thank you. But uh, you... you, you <laughs> We all love the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, especially that uh, Lawnmower 4.0 with its own light, uh, and it's got uh, well deodorants, anti-chafing materials, moisturizers. Have you heard toners. of this type of product? No, yeah. no, it's, it's just, real. It's just uh, a little. You know, we talked about it on the show. We we wrote an episode about it. In fact, you famously had shaved your chest. There was a time when men didn't talk about this, Jerry. That was a joke <laughs> well, in so the 90s. Now everybody does it. Now it's a company. Yeah. Now it's a multi-million dollar company. But guys, company. let's face facts. You have to do it. I mean... You have to yes. do it. That's right. We're not, we're not living you, in the 70s anymore. No, we have to clean up. There you go. You've heard it from all three guests. Go to manscaped.com. Use code SPIKE20. Manscaped.com. SPIKE20. 20% off. All right. Okay, so... Let's get down to the real questions, Jerry. Since they, you guys can't even... Don't even talk, because you're not allowed to talk about the next hypercar. Let us discuss yes. what it will be. Okay. Well, we, this was you know something we've been talking about for a while, is where is this next halo car it's referred to? 
right? Right. We had the Carrera GT, we had the 918, and we're a little late on this next Are thing. Are we? Why? Is it like every 10 years about? About every 10 years. You yeah. know what's weird? The weirdest thing about it is there seems to be like this coordination with Porsche, Ferrari, and McLaren. Let's all do it simultaneously. Right, right. Well, they're one up now, They didn't each do other. that. They, well, they did it with the Carrera GT and right. the... Um, 918? No, what was the Ferrari? It was the... Enzo. Enzo. The Enzo. And yes, then, and yes. then the 918, there was the three cars. Yes. And, and the F40 was the 959. Right. Well, right. McLaren, well, McLaren that, did not exist. That, these that days. gets coordinated because everybody knows what everybody's doing. I, I think Ferrari uh, gets 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 wind of uh, Porsche is doing something, and they uh, are a little bit quicker because they cut some corners, and maybe then the car is at the same. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. But we have talked about this that I believe this car needs to be an all-electric performance. Well, there's there thing. is no other option. There's no other option there's because no other there's option. no the 918, which was a home run was a plug-in hybrid, right? Right. Carrera GT, naturally aspirated, not so Formula One engine thing. It, it only makes sense that this Le new Mans. thing, for it to be relevant um, to what's going on in the world right now, it would have to be... It would have to be an all-electric... Because that would be... Aerodynamic. That's the only way they could say well, we're going to the next right. technological place Look at that's them. possible. Look, no expression. They're just looking around. Pretending. Yeah. <laughs> They're like your dog when you brush up against the leash hanging over the doorknob and the head just turns. But I, okay, well, let's get into something I think you can talk about because there was some confusion here. You're also Mr. 718. And this 718 platform announcement that it would be all electric. That Was that a Porsche announcement? That in the future, the 17 would only be... Is that official? Yes. No, no. Oh, it's oh, not. It's not. Okay. No, that's more... Official statement. All right. Well, already. everybody thinks that. Okay. We can't do that. Well, you have five new models that you're announcing at the LA Auto Show. We now know there's a GT4 RS. What, what are the other ones? It's a, it's, a, it's a race going track sibling of the GT4 RS, the club sport version, which uh, is uh, the successor... That's going to uh, be there, too. The, that's going to be uh, there, too, side by side, which because... They were, they were developed uh, in synchronicity, I would say. So there's always this, this um, symbiosis between a motorsport product and a, and a, and a street uh, product. And um, that, that, that makes that has huge advantages. So this is the oh. second one. Is that the one with the hemp doors? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it hemp uses doors? a lot of natural, natural fiber natural, instead of natural carbon fibers. fiber. Yeah, hemp. Natural wow. fiber that, doors. That's where, where motorsport is again a driver in technology, trying something, small volume, that still works, even if people sometimes do not believe it. And it's, this is not a marketing exercise. This is really, this is true. It's technology, it's trying, it's take over. For sure, we are talking on where can we use that in a future GT car? Yeah. Does it make sense? Where, where is it useful? And show it. And uh, that's a driver. That's I, ima very, I imagine very healthy and very helpful. Cheaper than carbon fiber, obviously. Uh, but what? What else? It, it Why is hemp it, an advantage over carbon fiber? Not yet, but the, maybe the, it will be see, in the future. Yeah, it's, it price-wise, it's not so easy because carbon fiber in high numbers. Uh, you have all to do all the R and D work, and then you do a hundred doors. So there's this. It's the driver is not really the price, and there you have more freedom in in racing products. But uh, it, it's thinking on, on CO2 footprint. What will you do with a, if you crash the door and you have to scrap it? 
um, how, what, what is the impact, and so on. These things are also drivers, and uh, motorsport is also going in this direction, looking for a greener motorsport. Um, that's also the background of our fuel initiative. Also to consider, uh, have a wider scope on the whole product, mm -hmm. especially on CO2 reduction, for sure. This is driving the automotive industry these days. I wanted to uh, touch on this. Did, did I tell my story so far? No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you want to do that before? Yes, we I want to hear origin, that. Origin, okay, go ahead. origin. Tell us your you origin story. But you've really set it up now. It <laughs> better be good. Don't leave <laughs> out the intern part, please. <laughs> <laughs> there is only the intern part. Now, I would say you asked for a plan. Was there a plan? Maybe there was a dream. And I was 16, thinking on what could be my next steps and being in, in school. Um, I thought it would be really cool to be within Porsche, because if there is an automotive crisis, they have this engineering service. That was my thinking in, with, with 16, because this was famous Porsche Ford. It was also engineering service. And my thinking was, okay, if you join a company like this, you could be safe, because they do the cars, what I love. But if cars are not running that well, they have the engineering service, what's also interesting. And uh, from this point, I said, okay, what will be the next step? So I, I uh, went to a German technical gymnasium. So that was a, a technically driven school. Um, did my um, um, exams there and, and um, studied mechanical engineering because this was the, the path to go there. And then I, what was Andy already pointing out, I, I um, applied for an internship. Um, I had... It, that was mid-90s, end of 94, still German industry, a little bit of crisis mode. It was not easy to get a job at all. And um, so I had several offers. One was for a, a consulting office. That was, from the paper side, definitely the best offer. Um, seeing different industries and being a consultant and everything. So I said, this is, this is really interesting. I, will, I made a nice pattern and judged everything. And then I had Porsche. The offer was okay and uh, so the paper said I have to apply for this consultant office but my my, my gut feeling said no I don't do it I, so I, I called Porsche and they said yeah you can come <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can come I had they invited me they invited me for an, for a talk with the with the <coughs> HR department and and I said, yeah, I want to do this internship, and then I want to do my thesis there, and then I want to do my PhD with you, and then I want to work with you. Then the lady smiled at me and said, okay, you can start with the intern address, we will see. Um, wow. <laughs> I met her a couple of years ago and said, I was right. <laughs> 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 yeah, and it started with an internship in the, in the engine department. Uh-huh. And, uh, then and how did you get the 918 assignment? That's what really changed your life. Um, yeah, definitely. This was almost ended it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? The, the, the true story of it was I was between 2003 and 2007 in the motorsport department. I did strategy and project management. The, the, the outcome was the RS Spider project. Where mm -hmm. We went several times to the board and tried to convince Mr. Wiedeking on racing, what was not so easy these days. Um, but finally, we, we could convince him with the with the spider program right 
And uh, when when this was done, I was looking for the next job opportunity and uh, was in the streetcar development. I was in the electric electronic department, did wiring harness and batteries and all about this. And then came this, and remember the, the days, it was 2009, was the, the, the whole Volkswagen Porsche story, mm -hmm. went a little bit in another direction. So we had been part of the Volkswagen group by the end of 2009. So I have to say the company and everything was a little bit down and it was very important that we had an outlook. Where will be the future of Porsche? What will be our, um, yeah, our, our characteristics and, and how we can survive? And will we find our role in this new environment and everything? Then showed up the 918 and it was also with the financial crisis in the background, a lot of discussions if sports cars and CO2 reduction, everything was around. Will there be an outlook for a sports car ever in the future? Because a lot of things went down, that there's no money, environmental and, uh, impact and so on. We see there will be an end of the sports cars. And then mm -hmm. the 918 Spider concept showed up with a hybrid. And What do you mean showed up? In, in Geneva, when, when we, did, when we uh, showed the, the, the prototype. And I was not really involved in the prototype uh, development or the show car um, development, <clears throat> but a colleague of me was running that and, and he borrowed a, a battery from me and said, I asked him, hey, where do you need the battery for? He said, I will not tell you. I said, hey guy, I know you. we are working here for, for 15 years in the company and you will not tell me for <laughs> the purpose of this battery. No, I will not tell you. I said, you are nice. <laughs> so I gave him the battery. So means a means a, a hybrid battery, big thing. And, and then in Geneva, the car was shown <clears throat> and I was totally thrilled because for mm -hmm. me it was really clear, okay, this is an outlook, this is a, a technology carrier and everything and, and really exciting and carrying motorsport technology and having the latest in electric electronics and plug-in mm -hmm. hybrid drivetrain and everything. Um, so very cool st statement. I was really, really thrilled on that. And... Um, so the months went on after after Geneva, and it was not a final decision. It was prepared for the for the supervisory board to, to make this car. At the same time, um, the decisions for the Macan had been uh, in preparation because the Macan would have also be the next extension of Porsche. And um, so, honestly, I I went to the R and D board member one day and said, uh, "If you're looking for a project manager, I will do it." Uh huh. And he was smiling at me again. So had this sometimes. <laughs> he said, "Yes, you can come. <laughs> you may come." That's how the Germans tell you you just won. <laughs> but how can I just ask? Yeah, just not knowing. A couple of days later, he he confirmed me and said, "Yeah, I talked to the board. It's it's okay." And then Matthias Müller came in the company. Right. So we had also this change, and uh, before they finally confirmed, I had to go to Matthias. And. Uh, and he, he was interesting, a very short interview with him, very interesting, because he was only asking one question. Um, do you fear this project? Was do it you no? fear it? Yeah. Was it no? But I have the highest respect for it. I said, okay, you can go. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> yes, you can come. It's interesting. <laughs> do you kind fear of. it? Yeah. And that, <laughs> that is a good it's question. True. It's it a very good it question. It changed a lot, because being responsible for the project, that was honestly not easy. Andy was sometimes. I mean, I had the we working in the same, I had the same area. View and I really didn't envy you. Definitely, when all the cars saw, coming back I, with oil stains and, and the sound, and some of it was broken. And 
It was, it was, it was, I mean, it was there's really not tough. a lot of, I, I really have to say that there's not a lot of people in the world that could have got that project right. Right. Frank definitely. And made it work. Absolutely. And made it work. Respect. I still drive mine all the time and I'm always impressed with how, how well it works. And it was the first time doing something like that. When, I, when I was driving it the first time, Frank might remember, um, and I was, I was, was in it? doubt of something like that. Test really? drive in Spain? Test drive in, 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 in Idiara? It was in Spain. No, it, it, I remember a drive around Weissach, oh, okay. uh -huh. which I had the car for like a day or so. And I can remember being so completely off. Uh, I mean, it, I, I, I was so astounded by what that car could do. Yeah. I was so in awe what the technology in that car um, offers you as a driver. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote, a, I wrote a, a text or a mail to Frank, which was like poetic. Like using the most superlative words I could dig up with and, um, and, and, and thanking him and said, this is really something that hasn't been there before. Yeah. I'm completely, I'm completely off the socks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and different, and, and you as a customer at first were a little thrown off by it. I remember when I went to the first, um, there was a product um, thing. I mean, we invited some customers because yeah. the response from the markets was not that everybody said, okay, here's our down payment, yeah. very easy, I take it. It was not like that. Yeah, it wasn't. Was, and, and no. That's My question, if uh, the woman really talked nervous. for an hour uh, about all the technology, <clears throat> she said, are there any questions? And I said... So it's a million dollars to get good gas mileage? <laughs> <laughs> but are like you, any new but, technology... But you save a lot of money on fuel. Yeah. yeah. And it, fuel yeah. is getting more expensive every yeah. year. So no, I broke even sense. since then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like any new technology, it's sometimes a hard pill to swallow. But then in the years that follow, you realize, oh, these guys were ahead of me. These guys were ahead of me. Yeah, right? and to, to me, it's an, as, as a, a Porsche crazy person, it's an experiential technology in that, you know, when we're coming down PCH sometimes, I turn the engine off and you listen to the waves and you feel the air and it's like you're in a sailboat. Yeah. And they take the top off. There's no car that, it is a unique driving experience and... and I still haven't transitioned to the electric mindset Spike has. He believes in it, and he, he feels like that is the future of the great cars. I'm, I'm not quite there yet. But that car, um, I absolutely love it, and I drive it all the time. And wh where are you guys with electric? Because that's, that's a natural endpoint to my next question. As we you know, hear all these manufacturers making big pronouncements that we're going to transition to only electric cars and certain models are becoming only electric, what, what's Porsche's thought on that? Where are you headed? Let me make one, one last remark on that, that hybrid technology that also makes maybe a bridge on, on the electric future of the car in general in these days when when we did a presentation of the 918 a hybrid was a sorry for the speech a, a boring japanese car right to, to go with low mileage mm -hmm. from a to b right engineering wise really great work but not really a car for enthusiasts mm -hmm. hybrid technology was not let me say sexy at all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, with the introduction of the 918 spider and with the Nürburgring lap times we achieved and mm -hmm. the performance of the car and everything, 
after three years, the mindset really of the automotive, uh, of the fans and everything, really changed. Because then they said, yes. ah, the record on Nürburgring is unfair because it's a hybrid. It's what? It's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that really changed the mindset for this technology completely. Because all for a sudden, it was not only low mileage. It was a good mileage on the on the fuel. It was also high performance. Mm -hmm. And then we brought this to all the other model lines, like for the Cayennes and the Panameras. And all for a sudden, we have a market share of 60-70% of hybrids in a Panamera, depending on the market, a little bit of regulations and everything. But this was the real achievement in, in, in having, yeah, showing the capabilities of the technology. And that's why the supercar was so important on that time. Mm -hmm. It did not save the company, but it, it really made a big step on the technology mm -hmm. side. And so, now the electric future. I was really rooting for hydrogen for many years. I still am. I think it's interesting technology, <laughs> but it seems like it's been abandoned I as an idea. We, ha we have to, to look at the... Uh, number one, it must be solved globally. It, it does not make sense to have it um, country by country solution. We need a global solution. Right. Um, that's that's why it's so important on on all the markets and all the countries to work together on common solutions. What I'm very convinced on. And then we have to split on what's new cars technology, and what we are doing with the existing fleet. Because we have around 1,300 million up to 1,500 million, dependent on the on the reports. Uh, is the number of, of cars worldwide. And, they, you know, they are made... Every new car is better than ever. They last very long. And we also invested already CO2 in these cars. So we should use them and not scrap them too early. Because every new car needs new energy you have to put in. So that's why we have a, um, a strategy going two paths. One is the synthetic fuel side. Because we say there is an existing fleet and mm -hmm. there will be applications that will need f uh, fuel in the next 15, 20, 30 years. Planes, ships and, and certain cars also. Um, and we have an existing fleet. So even if we produce a lot of, if we are talking we, I'm talking car industry, um, a lot of electric cars in the next 20 years or only electric cars, it will only <coughs> be in the next 10 years around 20 to 25% of the worldwide fleet. So we have to look for these 80 to 75% of the fleet. That's why we are driving um, synthetic fuels. And again, using motorsport as a provider, small volume, making experiences, and then scale it up. Is Ho there going to be a synthetic fuel gas station that I can go to? Like, where do I get synthetic fuel? Chile. You have to Chile? go to Chile, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but well, but no, you know what I mean, right? What I love about an electric car is I charge it up in my garage, and then I'm out in the world. Yeah. And there's hydrogen, you know, Toyotas running around, and there's one place on the west side of L.A. here, and you got to get there to get your hydrogen, whatever the, the it thing is. is. The thing is, if, if you consider the worldwide, let me call it fuel lake, it does not really matter where you burn the fuel because CO2 is global. If you pr produce it in Chile and you burn it in South America and you have um, credits and, and certificates that you trade, um, it doesn't matter if, if you burn it in your car or if the total amount of synthetic fuels in the fuel that mm -hmm. is burned worldwide uh, is raising in the, in the numbers. But where do I get it? 
at, at the moment not it's research oh, yeah, but it's if, research. if it's available have, you get yeah. it from every gas station yeah. because and then you can use fuel. it in, you can use the infrastructure that is ah, already there so I it's mean, the existing it's just a replacement it's a little bit like the, the bio-based or it's the same got it um co2 reduction idea than the bio-based fuels but the, it's coming from from hydrogen hydrogen has the transport and storage problem if you have a liquid fuel Uh, it's easy to handle, you have all the infrastructure, you can use it in every car and it brings down the CO2 emission. It brings also a little bit down um, particles and, and NOx, but, but, but this is a side effect. A positive one, it does not get uh, worse. So this is the idea behind that. Looking on the new car business, just by regulations, depending on the countries, we have seen the results of Glasgow. Um, more and more countries will ban um, internal combustion engines by what we expect 2035 that will be the the tipping point wow. where it then really changes and uh, so there will come more electric cars and I think we have shown with the Taycan um, that we can do a very performant very entertaining car um, also as an electric car uh, but the engineering effort and all we talked before on what is so special on the car the look and how does it touch you um, for sure you, you lose one of the senses this mm -hmm. is definitely the interaction from the engine and this doesn't make it easier means all the others must be better the cars must be appealing they must touch you the driving experience must be very very unique that's the challenge um, for the future and I think what we feel at Porsche um, there's no black and white thing I mean it's not like you only have to have electric cars in the future because uh, as we are doing it right now I mean Right here, take LA Auto Show as an example. We are, have the world premiere of a very, very high-performance, analog, puristic combustion engine car. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we are showing off the first uh, GTS uh, Taycan model, which is all electric. Uh -huh. So it, it, it is, I think there's so many garages, especially here in, in, in California, where there's, uh, there's a Taycan sitting right next to a GT3 RS. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we, don't, we, we don't think we have to have a strategy as a company to only go one way. Mm -hmm. uh, we mm -hmm. have to do all the range and mm -hmm. do it good because we can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, we are very good in making combustion engines very clean, very efficient, very emotional. And uh, now we found a way and experience uh, to do the same thing um, on the electrical side as well. So let the customer choose. It's always good to have choices, uh, mm -hmm. but we won't give up one for the other. Mm -hmm. And we also are happy if the customers buy both of them, so no problem. <laughs> 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 All right. That's quite a show. That was a great show. That's quite a show. Is it over already? Yeah. It can be. It cannot be. I think we have uh, We've squeezed talked about these it guys all. as far as they want to go. Unless they want to tell us about the new hypercar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the audience, <laughs> you know, I know you guys, you're saying, well, why aren't you asking about the 911 ST, the, the 73 RS anniversary? <laughs> why aren't you asking about any of the special? Because they're not going to answer those questions. <laughs> they're not going to answer them. They're just looking at us smiling and blushing right now. But... Uh, But I don't know. Johnny Lieberman and Motor Trend's reputation on the line in this one. I have learned a lot about the entertainment business from the way Porsche reveals information. It's like a very well-controlled yeah. movie studio yes. where they make you excited <laughs> and that's smart <laughs> to make people wait and yes. to not give them. You know, uh, Spike and I are working on this movie and uh, it's very eagerly anticipated and i was talking to our producer friend 
And he said to me, if I were you, I would say nothing about this to anyone. Just and like let Porsche. It, let it just yes. explode and let people see. Yeah, so don't ask us about our movie. <laughs> no, All right, because we're I not going to tell you anything. I just was about to ask because uh, no, 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 you're, we're not no, you're getting me interested. <laughs> Even though you can see that board over there with yeah. the whole movie. Let's turn that whole Do thing not. around on you. <laughs> the projector is going to have synthetic fuel. That's all I can tell you. Andy, what a, before we go. Well, uh, any new guitar acquisitions? <laughs> Have you bought anything? Well, I uh, in my last the last guitar I, I, I did was a was a '57 um, Telecaster, which I converted to a to a Strat layout, which uh, Francis Rossi played one, and it's, wow. it's a perfect a modifying perfect, guitars. Uh, it's a perfect, uh, let's say, replica of the of the thing that a status quo lead guitarist had, and I love I love it to bits. I'm lacking a little bit of time to to play it, but my son is doing it. He's better than me anyway. So, but uh, what other big American things do you like? Uh, it's I like everything in America. I, I, it would really be my country of choice to live in, to be honest. And um, yeah, I have a I have a Dodge Ram truck sitting uh, in my in my in my uh, in my front row at uh, at home, and I love That's this awesome. big five seven heavy engine, a uh, Hemi engine. It 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 gets a supercharger over the winter now. Oh yeah, um, a big one. <laughs> I have a boat uh, which with an, which is American made. It's a, it's a Baja. It's a 28 footer with a with, a with an engine that's too big for the boat, which is good because then it never gets boring. And um, does it make my, you laugh retreat, that Jerry huh? Seinfeld is following you guys like a fangirl? <laughs> that's that's an honor. Me, that's an me, honor. It scares me sometimes, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's an honor. He knows about your boats and bikes. <laughs> It's so great. He's well, putting a lot of pressure on us with, with all our projects. We, I will be more careful what we are talking about in the future. Dr. Frank, Andreas Pruninger, Mr. GT, Mr. 911. It's awesome that you guys uh, reached out and said to come on. This has been great. The audience loves uh, having you on, having you back. You're, you're now going to be a returning guest for us. Our audience just loves uh, the Porsche history. Jerry, thank you for coming out and hosting this one. Um, it's really been a fantastic hour. Really I fun. learned a lot. Really fun. Yeah. These, these guys are so uh, generous and such. The, the great thing I think that uh, all the Porsche fans will get out of this show is that these they're real enthusiasts. Yeah. And yeah. that's why the cars are so good. Yes, sir. And we appreciate that. There you go. Thanks very much for having Thank us. Thank you very Let's much. Let's drive some fun. cars, guys. Great Let's fun. drive some cars. Let's drive some. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.